97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. You need to take the time and get the full picture. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. Goodness sake, Seth. Keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not America's This is the Annie Fry Show. It's the Annie Fry Show on 97.1 FM Talk. I was just getting ready to uh, pick up my headphones, and I pulled the headphones out of the jack just about the time the music oh, was going. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I should probably plug that back in, as if I don't know what I sound like, right? So I I think yeah, after you 57 gotta, years, you I've got to know it that out. you're making a sound. I do. I just wanted to make sure that I can hear something because we're probably going to play some sound. Yeah, so that's, so that would be good. Inside baseball, for those of you that have never been in a studio, these studios, like the my first day walking into a studio, when the door behind me, uh, you, I don't know if you can see it on the stream or not, but the, when the door behind me closes, it is quiet. You could hear a mouse walk across the carpet. You really can. And it, it's, it's like unsettling quiet. But there, that means that there's no sound coming from what it's like. I can't hear what's going out on the air unless I have my headphones on. Right. It was really funny that day that... Um, you guys had that thing with Hannah where she didn't, <laughs> Hannah didn't have her headphones on and she walks in here and they're playing all these drops about Hannah doesn't have her headphones on. No, 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 no. And they were making fun of Hannah the whole time, which was very funny because if you haven't been to a, a professional radio studio, and I do throw in that caveat, a professional, because I've, I've worked for some that were not. Because uh, I grew up in a very small town and I work for that radio station. But you'll have these big, thick doors and they have magnets around the edges of the door. So when you push it, uh-huh. it seals. This door's like that. And it's a heavy door and you've really got to push it or pull it to get it open. So it's it's not easy to make that happen. And then a lot of times in studios, you build a room inside of a room and there is just nothing. Like it's mm-hmm. just dead. Which is what you want, right? You right. don't want to hear the sirens because we are in downtown St. Louis. Yeah. So we were just playing the game this morning of uh, alive or asleep or dead or asleep uh, this morning. Uh, a guy who's laying in, well, we assume it's a guy. We, we call, I, sh- I shouldn't we call say it that. a game, but it's kind of really sad when you sit it's, here and think about it. It is sad. It's it's just one of those things of, so there's a person laying on the ground with, with covers over them. And it's like, wait. How long have they been there? Yeah. And are they are they with us or are they not with us anymore? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, welcome to downtown St. Louis. That's that's where we're at. Did you find that Hannah thing? Uh oh, was I supposed to look at Oh, that I up? thought I thought that's what you were looking at. You were probably talking with Scooter or somebody, and, and Scooter, <laughs> we're not gonna have more Democrats on, especially not when I'm on. That's just <laughs> that's pretty much how it's gonna be. And uh, I'm I'm sorry. That's that's just the the Mike Elam. No, I have a lot of Republican friends, and I'm going to put Republican friends on the radio, and and that's what we'll talk about. Hannah's not wearing headphones, so 
She can't hear this right now. <laughs> and you guys just kept going on and on and on. And she had no idea that the conversation was happening. And right. You guys were cracking up and you were in the middle. I think it was Wiggins America at the time yeah. that you were doing. And Ryan yeah. was talking so about all this. She stuff. would come in and she had this habit of forget leaving her headphones out outside of the studio and she wouldn't put them on. So you guys all heard that on air. But if you're in the studio and you don't have headphones on, you don't hear that. You don't hear that. Nothing plays in the studio that makes that noise. And so we were just we were just having a little fun and she could tell something was up. And then she goes out and uh, she, she listened to the stream. <laughs> And then she was like, guys! <laughs> but she was a good sport about it. She thought it was funny. But guess what? She never forgot again. Her headphones. Her headphones. She always had her headphones. I wonder if she brings her headphones every morning on Wine at I am certain. I bet she She's does. doing a great job I over bet there. she does that. So, Hannah, we miss you. You're sorry you're not here. By the way, uh, Annie will be back tomorrow. Yep. We assume... Uh, that she's going to make it back Weather in town. Permitting. Weather permitting. Uh, same things. Wiggins will, Wiggins will be back tomorrow. Weather permitting. Weather permitting. Uh, Leah will be back tomorrow. Weather permitting. Mm-hmm. So we will we will hopefully have the full, <laughs> regular Annie Fry show yeah. back for the first time Brad, since Brad Thursday. Brad will be back. Weather be darned. Or Wednesday. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Brad's here anyway. He, some, some people are hard. Somebody's got to run the board. Yeah, thank God, because I wasn't going to be pushing those buttons today. That would be really bad. Brad's been doing, like, I would say double duty, but I call it triple duty today. He's running the board. He's producing the show. Uh, he's he's doing all the stream stuff. He's uh, interacting with everybody on the live stream. By the way, if you are on the stream, our uh, YouTube live chat poll of the day is who do you support for the Republican nominee? Are you going to be a Nikki Haley person? Are you a Donald Trump person? Or are you, am, I'm voting third party. Where are you coming down on that? And we will talk about that a little bit later on as to where we are. What's funny is, so in the with the Odyssey Radio Group here in St. Louis, there's six radio stations in this building. Mm, I'm counting in my head right now. Uh, I, I think there's six. Yeah, there may be seven that are that are in this building. So you never know when you know in between breaks when you go to get something to drink or you go to the restroom or whatever. So I ran into some folks from down the hall at another radio station, uh, milling around in the kitchen and. and they were like, what are you talking about today? He said, you finally talk about the fact that DeSantis got out of the race. And I'm like, you say that with such glee. Like, I'm not really happy that DeSantis is out of the race. I actually liked DeSantis. So I'm I'm a little disheartened by that. So I was talking about the fact that, yeah, I'm already talking about the fact that Nikki Haley is out of this race. She just hasn't officially dropped out yet. It's like Keith Richards is dead. He just doesn't know it yet. That, that happened years and years ago. He just keeps hanging on. Um, but they were actually excited about Nikki Haley as a candidate. And I'm like, why are you excited about Nikki Haley as a candidate? I mean, I don't dislike Nikki Haley, but I was, I'm like, what is it about her candidacy that has you all excited? And they were talking about the fact of, uh, she should have gone after Donald Trump so much earlier. And I thought, you know, I kind of said that through the whole primary mm-hmm. process. Because it felt like Donald Trump was untouchable by the other people who wanted to be the presidential nominee for the Republican side. For whatever reason, they all got together and did these debates. And they did debate after debate after debate that Donald Trump never attended. And he told you, I'm not coming. I mean, he basically said, you guys aren't at my yeah. level, and I'm not going to put you well, at my level. Well, that's what he said, but there's there's I, there's a aspect of that that I would like to point out, and Annie has pointed this out several times, 
Until Chris Christie got out, right. Donald Trump would have been on stage with a seasoned prosecutor. And Donald Trump is in court for a lot of things. Right. And he would have been putting himself at major risk of giving up evidence that could have been used against him and stuff like that, or looking weak in the face of Chris Christie. I don't blame Donald Trump for not oh, doing would, the debates. I, I wouldn't have done it either. I mean, I, I think he had the the right, and I think it's it's played out that way, so it's easy for me to look back and say that. But I think he was right in not doing the debate for his numbers. I don't think he needed it. They did. The thing that drove me crazy for all of them is why are you going to all get on stage together? And at, at one point, I think they had like eight of them on stage. Mm -hmm. If you're all going to get on stage, there's one guy who's kicking your butt. One. And he's he, not there to defend himself. <laughs> and and you won't go after him. They kept going after each other. And I'm thinking, do you not understand how this works, right? There's going to be one. It's like the Highlander. Mm -hmm. At the end, there can only be one. So y you didn't go after Trump. You went after each other. And you beat the crap out of each other. But he had, like, the name that cannot be mentioned. Mm -hmm. And people didn't go after him. And it's one of those kind of things where you have to ask them, do you understand how this works? Like, you do know this is not a race for second place. It's supposed right. to be a race for the nominee. But you're all running like it's a race for second place. Well, yeah, and maybe they were. Maybe the plan for anybody was they looked at this, they said, there's nobody that's going to be able to top Donald Trump. They're just not going to be able to get in front of him. They're not, we're not going to be able to catch him. So the plan is, is to be the next batter up. Should something happen with Trump, like an indictment or a conviction, not, a conviction, it would have to be a conviction, you know, something like that, that might remove him from, from the prime spot. Right. But they never seem to be able to set themselves apart from it. And it was, it was kind of like, do you want Donald Trump? Or do you want Donald Trump light? I mean, that's through this whole process, that's been what it is. You know what you have in Donald Trump. You may like him. You may hate him. You may be lukewarm. I don't know hardly anybody, by the way, who's lukewarm on yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, you're either all in or you're all out with Donald Trump. That's just kind of how it, it is with most people. Um, but in, in looking at this other stuff, it was like, well, we're, we all want... The Donald Trump policy. Mm -hmm. Well, what would you do about this? Well, I would do what Donald Trump did. Well, what would you do about this? Well, I'd pretty much do what Donald Trump did. So if you're all going to do what Trump did, why would anyone vote for you? I mean, at the end of the day, you offer yeah. absolutely nothing different. And I'm if you have an option of taking the original or taking a copy, you're going to take the original. Why would you not? You know exactly what you have there. And Trump's able to go around the country and talk about the fact of when I was in the seat, here's what I did. And your life was better when I was in the seat. Mm -hmm. It's really tough for the others to say, well, I would basically do the same thing that he did, but I would be nicer about it. I don't know that people want you to be nicer about it these days. I mean, when you look at what kept us out of an awful lot of wars yeah. and kept us out of an awful lot of problems with other people. And I would tell you the, the media's portrayal of who Donald Trump is or was really helped us stay out of wars. Now, yeah. my fact slash theory really going out on a limb here uh, is, is why that worked is because the Democrats kept talking about he's crazy 
He'll do anything. The rules don't apply to him. So you never know what you're going to get with this guy. He could do something crazy off the board. So what do the other people in the other countries hear? What is Putin here? What is Xi here? What does Rocket Man here in North Korea? Yeah, they're sitting there going, well, a a normal president wouldn't, surely wouldn't do that. Right. But But he's not normal. (laughs) Right. That's the thing. The Democrats are all saying, this guy's going to get us into a war. This guy's going to do nuclear war. And if you're Putin, you've got to be going, I kind of believe them. I, I think... I think he may. Yeah. So I'm not going to start anything because I really don't want a war with the United States. I'll do a war with somebody else, but I don't want to pick on the big guy in the block. Right. Mike, are you a baseball guy? I am a baseball Have you heard guy. the expression for a pitcher effectively wild? Yes. That's exactly what Donald Trump was with foreign policy. You have a 95 to 99 mile an hour fastball and you throw a strike Three out of five times. <laughs> <laughs> but those other two, it could yeah, be a little could, bit of anywhere. Yeah, it could get you between the shoulder blades. You never know. And there so nobody go, wants Ricky to Vaughn. nobody wants <laughs> to stand in the box. And that, that was kind of what it was. And it, you look at that, and a lot of people forget about this. Uh right at the beginning of his presidency, there was that report that came out of Syria that uh what's his name? I can't think of the Syria's Syria's leader, but he gassed his own citizens. Exactly. Do you remember that? I do. And then what did Donald Trump do? He shot a bunch of Tomahawk missiles at him. Yes. And then after that, no more problems. No. They knew that he was willing to, like, you test him, he's he's, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. I don't want to do it, but I will. He did the thing, and they're like, he he will, so let's not. Well, and and so years ago, this is, this, this is bad for me to say this because it shows how old I am. So I grew up watching Happy Days. Mm-hmm. So you had, you had Fonzie who was a tough guy. Even though he was little, he was a tough guy. And you had Richie Cunningham, who was the opposite of the tough guy, right? So you had that episode where Fonzie is trying to teach Richie how to fight. And he's doing the tough guy attitude, and he's doing everything that Fonzie tells him to. And Richie's getting ready to get into this fight at Al's, and he goes, hang on. And he walks over to Fonzie, he goes, I don't get it. I'm doing the tough guy thing. I got the leather jacket, but this guy's not backing down. And he said, oh, sorry. At some point in your life, you had to have actually hit someone, mm-hmm. right? The thing with Trump was, to your point, he hit someone. You had Iran who started all this stuff and started getting into all these other things. Trump killed their number one yeah. war machine guy. I mean, he killed him. And he talked about he, he cried. We could hear him crying. He was a whiner. I wouldn't have cried, but he was crying. You could hear him crying. And it's like, wow. I mean, he just calls you straight out. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, right or wrong, depending on where you are on, on Trump, but when you do that, the people who are looking at going to war with you mm-hmm. have to shake their head and go, I got a pretty good thing going on here. Yeah. I'm in charge. I'm doing all my stuff. I'm pretty good. I should probably calm down. So it's it's interesting to do that. I, I just go back to that happy days thing. <laughs> At some point in your life, you had to have actually hit someone. Trump has hit someone, and he's lived to talk yeah, about he it. He hit him hard. He hit him, he hit him very hard. So, uh, hey, a guy who, who hits him hard, and he does it on a regular basis when it comes to sports, is Matt Pauley. He is the host of Sports Open Line on our sister station, KMOX. We are going to talk with Matt on the other side. I don't know if you got a chance to be a part of winter warm-up. 
uh, that, that again was during a freezing cold weekend. Uh, but Matt was there. He sat through all that. He's going to catch us up on what's going on with baseball. We may even talk a little football. I, I think there was a crazy game with Chiefs and Bills last night. Uh, I may have seen that. So we're going to talk that. On the other side, it's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today. St. Louis is home for conservative talk. This is Blake Shelton and 97.1 FM Talk. I hope your Monday has been well. Hope you're staying warm and uh, you didn't have to get out and about. But if you did, MoDOT and IDOT both did a really good job today. So we had uh, Bob Becker on last hour, who's a district maintenance engineer for MoDOT for the St. Louis area. And uh, they really dig well. So hats off. I know we complain about them a lot when the weather's bad and you want your road clean and it's not clean. But uh, I think a lot of people did a really good job today. And hopefully you get to get out and go get back to your normal life tomorrow. But it's kind of nice having that that three-day weekend. You know, a guy who never even has the weekends off, who just works all the time because sports is always, is Matt Pauley. And Matt is joining us today. Matt, how are you, sir? I am doing good. Thanks for having me on. Are you on your way into the station as we speak? Uh, I am driving home, actually. So I am in the car driving. I got to stop at home, change clothes. I just left the gym, and then I'll get in a little bit later on. Look at you getting the getting the gym in today on an icy day. So I've got a straight, not to like totally pat myself on the back, but the uh, the year of COVID, I wanted something positive in my life. Because I was working with the Brewers and I was part time, so when they lost 100 games that year, I'm living on credit cards. Like it just stunk. So I said I'm going to start working out, and I have gotten at least 30 minutes of uh, working out in for uh, over 1,300 straight days going into uh, COVID. I've not missed a single day. Congratulations! That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm proud of that. So if you bring it up, I'll probably bring it up too. The the only streak I have going on is I have posted a dad joke on Facebook every day since uh, October of uh, no August sixteenth of twenty twenty one. I have had okay. a, I've posted a dad joke every day there. M- mine is not nearly as healthy as yours. I wish well, I I had your streak, not mine. Uh, I, I appreciate your streak. My streak is in a little bit of parallel because my wife is pregnant, and mm. I don't think she would appreciate you know in mid June when she's giving birth if I say you know what uh, I gotta go uh, do some wind sprints in the hospital uh, hallway. So <laughs> we'll see uh, we'll see what happens when she gives birth if the streak might go away. You know, you can run in place in the bathroom. I'm just saying it it could be done where there's a I, will, there's a way. And if you're a, a fat old guy, my like me, for some reason, Facebook thinks I need to be doing chair yoga because it's all over my Facebook feed. All I see is, you know, how old are you? How much weight do you want to lose? You could do chair yoga. Well, so, Matt, I feel chair yoga could keep your streak alive. Well, yeah, true story. When I was uh, when I was in Milwaukee doing those Cardinal games this past year uh, on the final day, that was a day game. And I didn't have time in the morning to work out. I did actually go to um, I, I'm trying to remember. I went into a gas station and I went into the bathroom and I like ran in place in the bathroom at a gas station for a half hour just to get my streak continued. So I'm pretty maniacal about this. I'm, I'm just thinking of the people who saw you when you walked out of the bathroom. We've got to be going, the hell was that guy doing in the bathroom? And why is he that tired from doing it? Yeah. So that's, so before I get too far down that road, I wanted to follow up with you because last time I talked to you, you were in the middle of winter warm-up. How did that go? Uh, it was awesome. I, I love that weekend between the warm-up and also Cardinals Caravan. I was out on a caravan as well that weekend. 
it's it's such a great weekend because when you when you're taking phone calls on post game radio shows when you're living on social media uh, I don't think I'm breaking any news when I tell people it's a pretty uh, negative atmosphere <laughs> so um, when I'm out at warm up and I see all these people coming in and when I'm at these caravan events all throughout the Midwest and all these people are coming to to you know just get an opportunity to listen to you know Cardinals players and alumni speak it just reminds me of how great of a fan base this is and who while I may be dealing with the vocal minority a lot, uh, the the not so vocal majority uh, are people who continue just to be really excited about Cardinals baseball. I was amazed at the crowds that you had, com- because the weather was so bad. Yeah. I mean, it was so cold, and you still had a ton of people. I mean, Annie's husband and her son both made it down. What's that? Last Monday. Last Monday, uh, they, Saturday, they I, I met them. So they came by on Saturday on the first day of the warm up, and it was great to me. I'd never met them before, so it was really cool to to meet her husband and kid. So, what route of the caravan were you on? Where did you go to? I went to uh, Mattoon, Springfield, Decatur, and Centralia, Illinois. So you got Central Illinois for your trip? Yes. I was amazed at at how many places the the caravan went. Yes, yeah, six states are represented. The one I did last year, I hit four states alone. There's one that goes uh, Evansville, Indiana, Paducah, Kentucky, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and Marion, Illinois. That was the one I was on last year. So there's one caravan that does four different states. Yeah, it gets into Tennessee. It gets uh, it gets all over the place. It's pretty cool what they're able to do. Hey, Matt, you've worked for other in other markets. I am always fascinated by what the Cardinals do in this outreach, like the Cardinals caravan. Do any of these other teams do anything like this, or is this kind of really unique to St. Louis? It's pretty unique. So, like, the, the Fan Fest type events, there's some teams that do those. Uh, there's not as many since COVID. You know, COVID canceled all of them, and some teams didn't bring theirs back. You know, the Brewers had a really big fan event that they would do every year, and they haven't brought back that, brought that back. The Pirates haven't brought back their fan events. As far as the caravan goes, I don't know how many teams actually do it. I saw something on social media where another team was doing it. And I can't remember off the top of my head uh, who it was. So there's at least one other team that does a caravan-type thing. But for the most part, the way the Cardinals handle that, we get, the fact that winter warm-up is three days long, uh, that's, that's pretty unique in its own, in its own right. So uh, it's, it's really cool. We're talking with Matt Polly, who is the Sports Open Line host on KMOX, and he is the studio host of the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. And, Matt, I think I told you one night when I was filling in on KMOX following Sports Open Line that my first job in radio was board hopping Cardinal baseball games in Berryville, Arkansas, the booming 3,600-person metropolis that is Berryville, Arkansas. That's why earlier, Brad, I said professional radio stations, not like the one that, <laughs> that was actually in a shed that, I, that I've worked in. So... I've I've worked at some lovely places, but it's amazing the passion that the Cardinal baseball fans have, and how many places are Cardinal fans? Yeah, you know one of the cool things about it is you mentioned your station, so we all know that KMOX has this incredible reach, especially at night. So the Cardinals radio network is uh, last year was 144 stations. You know it fluctuates a little bit from from year to year. Hopefully we add even more. It's the largest radio network in all of Major League Baseball. And in a bunch of those places, KMOX comes in loud and clear, but uh, members of those communities like listening to Cardinals baseball on their hometown radio station, and there's something special about that. It's very cool. And I I remember my ownership group in 1982, they were at the World Series as an affiliate, that they got invited to come up as an affiliate and be there 
for when the Cardinals won uh, the World Series in 82. Hey, any chance that you got any type of breaking news or did the Cardinals talk about anything that they're expecting to have for the upcoming year? No, I mean, last week they signed, you know, re-signed Matt Carpenter. He returns to the organization, and that, I think that caught a lot of people off guard. Um, the The reaction has been mixed from Cardinals fans. I think one group of people are excited to see Carpenter returning to the Cardinals. There's another group of people that say, you know what, there's probably some guys out there that are better ball players that are available. Why did they go with Carpenter? My take on that is he's the 26th guy on the roster. What he's going to bring you in the clubhouse is just as important. Ah, if we're being really honest about it, he's probably taking the roster spot of like a Jose Fermin and uh, that like, n- nothing against Jose Fermin. He's, he's a nice ball player, but do you want Matt Carpenter? Do you want Jose Fermin? Uh, I just, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. I've, I've been a little bit surprised by some of the somewhat visceral reaction to the signing. Matt, I've asked this question on Twitter a couple times and nobody seems to want to answer it or <laughs> will answer it. And uh, sometimes I find myself in that very vocal minority. I am not in that in this case. I'm a huge Matt Carpenter fan. But my question is, does Matt Carpenter make the Cardinals better? (sighs) (laughs) That that was a big sigh. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess if he's the guy that he was with the Yankees two years ago, yes. If he's the guy that he was with the Padres for the first four months of the season last year, no, if he's the guy that he was with the Cardinals at the end of his uh, time here, no. Uh, but he's look. This is a this is a major league minimum deal. There is absolutely no risk here. So he's on a forty man spot. But if he has a bad spring training, there's no guarantee that he's going to make the club. He's going to have to win a spot. Uh, I think he is. I, I believe he's going to have to win a spot on this team. So again, there was so much made about clubhouse culture last year and how that somewhat dissipated. In some ways, it feels like maybe there's been an overcorrection when you look at the type of uh, guys that they've brought in, but you'd rather have good character guys than not have good character guys. So his, his influence in the clubhouse could end up being just as impactful or maybe more impactful than what he does on the field. I will say this. So two years ago, he worked with Matt Holiday a lot and went into that year with the Yankees and was a different guy. He's been doing that exact same stuff this year. So if you squint... You can find reasons to be excited about this. (laughs) If you squint, you can get there. Can I tell you, when when the news came through that he signed, I just saw on the screen in front of me that Matt Carpenter signed with the Cardinals, and I saw one, and it said one year. I thought what he did was he signed a one-day contract Uh, to retire. Because you have a lot of guys who do that. They come back to the club they were with forever. They sign that one-day deal, and they retire as a Cardinal, right, even though they didn't finish their career here. It's just a nice way to put a bow on it. That's what I thought he was doing because, to be honest with you, he dropped off my radar after he disappeared, especially after his stuff with the Yankees just kind of went through. Yeah, you know, he got a two-year deal with the Padres last year at $5.5 million, and then in a salary dump, the Padres traded him to the Braves and the Braves looked for somebody else to trade him to. And there was nobody who wanted to pick up his salary. So they just release him. So it was a total salary dump uh, by the Braves or by the Padres. I should say the Braves, even though he never played a day with the Braves, he's going to be 
they're going to be paying all but seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of his uh, of his contract for this year. I was just about to ask you that. So that means Atlanta is making a very nice contribution to the St. Louis economy. <laughs> you you could say that, yeah. I I appreciate that of them. Hey, I I wanted to get your comments real quick before we let you go. Uh, talking with Matt Pauly from KMOX about uh, the playoffs this this past weekend and what you expect to go forward. I am I'm happy for the Chiefs. That's great, but I'm really excited about what's going on with Detroit, and the underdog in me would love to see the Detroit Lions make it to the Super Bowl. It would be really cool, 35 or so years since they've even been in an NFC Championship game, just the second time they've been in an NFC Championship game. So I am watching it. You know, I, I said I was at the gym. I can't tell you how many people at the gym today I saw wearing Lions stuff. Like where <laughs> These really? people have been waiting for, for that game so they could come to, out and, and be wearing, uh, <laughs> wearing Lions stuff. I, uh, you know, I generally see a lot of people wearing Chiefs stuff at the gym, but today it was all Lions, which kind of caught me off guard. Uh, it's a really good story. I don't think they're better than San Francisco, but that doesn't mean they can't beat San Francisco. You know, that's this upcoming weekend is maybe my favorite football weekend of the year because it's two Super Bowl caliber games without all the pomp and circumstance that goes along with the Super Bowl. If you're just a, a lover of the game of football, you get to sit down and watch two really good games. I think San Francisco and Baltimore probably win their games, but if Kansas City or Detroit wins, I'm not going to be surprised at all. These games are uh, very much up in the air for me. I would really love to see a Kansas City Detroit game. You know, I've, Not I've, me. I've told you before, I'm a <laughs> I'm a Razorback fan. So Frank Ragnow is the center for Detroit, and yeah. I would I would love to have a hog in the Super Bowl. I, I I say this with all due respect to all the Kansas City fans within the sound of my voice right now, but I am so over the Taylor Swift Travis <laughs> Kelsey thing that if I never see another Kansas City Chiefs football game again. I'll be super happy. Matt Polly, how great was it to watch Travis Kelsey's brother pull his shirt off and drink a beer and run back and forth with the Kansas City fans last night? It was so good. And I went to college at Kansas State, so all my buddies from college all live in Kansas City. And being on Facebook yesterday and seeing so many of my friends, and we're, you know, I'm, I'm 41 years old, so that's, what, that's about the age of these guys too. I'm seeing so many of my friends post photos of them doing their own impersonation of Jason Kelsey taking their shirt off and everything. It was, uh, it's pretty funny. So that was, and then his daughter sent a text message that kind of went viral about dad, mom, dad showing his boobs or something like it's just, it's really funny. I, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I think a lot of people, despite the Taylor Swift stuff that Brad was talking about, and there's <laughs> there's a lot of people that are just tired of Taylor Swift and football, but uh, Jason Kelsey is an amazing guy. And him and Travis and the podcast that they do and how they've incorporated their mom into this story. I mean, just the whole Kelsey thing is really cool. I, I do agree, the Taylor Swift thing. Every time that Travis catches a pass, I don't need to see Taylor. Yeah. You know, I'm glad she's excited for her boyfriend who's playing professional football. Good for her. Don't care. Let's get back to the game. But seeing Jason... Uh, rip his shirt off, and Brad was even pointing out, look at the beer in his hand and how yeah. small that can looks in that guy's hand. And you realize what a meat hook that dude has for hands. And it was just, you could tell the weight of the world is off his shoulders because he's not playing anymore. I mean, he's done, done. And I think I just, he is really enjoying this for his brother. 
Yeah, I would I would 100% agree. I'm the biggest wimp, though, when it comes to extreme temperatures. <laughs> I, like, I watch these guys who are out there playing and don't have long sleeves on. I go, how in the world do they do that? I, I was not – I played a little high school football. I was a horrible high school football player. That was as far as it went for me, and uh, I was simply never tough enough to, uh, to be anything more than that. I, I don't get those guys who were doing that whole, hey, it's freezing cold outside. Like last week in Kansas City when, you know, they're it, oh, it's 27 below and the guys have no sleeves on. I'm like, you know, there's a fine line between manly and stupid. Well, and I think you've crossed it. I saw Benjamin Watson talking about this, and he's a former NFL player. And yep. he said that he always went without sleeves, and it was never anything to do with toughness or manliness or anything like that. He just didn't trust his grip on the football with sleeves on and he goes it's cold with sleeves and it's cold without sleeves so i figured i would just be cold with a better chance of holding on to the football than dropping it i was like oh that makes kind of sense that 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 does make sense i could see that well hey matt Polly, i appreciate you working us in today in between your workout and getting home uh have a wonderful show tonight and are you on are you on camo exports open line tomorrow night as well Yes, I will be. Uh, I'll be there all week. Excellent. Well, I will see you tomorrow night because I will all be right. there tomorrow night. Hey, thanks cool. for taking the time, man. We appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you later. That is Matt Polly. He is the host of Sports Open Line on KMOX and uh, about to be another dad. About to be a dad again. That's exciting news. Yeah, I'm super impressed, and I just want to give him shout out and props for his gym streak. People don't understand how big of a commitment that is and how hard it is, but you've got to set your mind to it, and it shows tremendous resolve. So good for you, Matt. I'm, I'm proud of you, if that means anything to you at all. But. <laughs> that That is good for him. Hey, by the way, uh, we're going to wrap up the show here in just a minute, but the YouTube live chat poll, we still want to hear from you if you haven't voted yet. Who do you support for the Republican nominee? Are you Nikki Haley? Are you Donald Trump? Or are you going third party? We will look at those results as we come up on the other side. It's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today on St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM Talk. So it's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today as the little holder in my microphone just snapped. How about that? There you go. I'm here to oh, just, Mike, you can't have you anywhere. You're just, just breaking stuff things. up, man. That's what's going on. If you haven't seen that video that Mark Reardon was just talking about, it was really cool, and I don't want to steal his thunder, but... You need to go look it up because you've got a fire truck in Imperial that is coming down this side road and actually starts spinning around, mm-hmm. whacks into a car, knocks the car pretty much either into the house or into the garage door or close to it. And it almost got into the house. It just slid right up beside. I mean, it was so close. I think there was a pickup truck on the other side of it that actually kept it from running into the house and kept it steady there. But That was crazy. So if you were looking at that this morning before you left the house and you were going, well, maybe I'll get out. That was enough to make you go, nah, I'm good. I'm sitting right here in my warm little PJs. I am not going anywhere. My uh, dog this morning, I have this little 10-pound Chihuahua Shih Tzu mix. Use that um, term loosely, dog. Dog, yes. (laughs) She's she's a little dog. Uh, But she's also uh, 13. And when she stuck her ball out this morning and she hit that ice and she's like, mm, I'm I'm not I'm not thinking I'm going out of here. I'm like, oh, no, you're going out there. You, you're definitely going out there because I'm not finding what you're going to leave me a little bit later on. So let's go outside and, and get that done real quick. Um, YouTube live chat poll. Uh, if you haven't done that yet, who do you support for the Republican nominee? Nikki Haley, Donald Trump or I'm voting third party. So where am I on that? Where where are you on when that? I when I look at this and and this has changed over the course of 
the past couple months. I've I've looked at this. I was a Ron DeSantis supporter. Me too. Still am a Ron DeSantis supporter. I like Ron DeSantis. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. I think Vivek Vivek Ramaswamy has a bright future ahead of him. And I don't have anything against Nikki Haley. Okay. But like the whole argument for Nikki Haley was her electability. She's more she would get elected whereas Trump wouldn't. Right. And the and and as much as I don't trust the polls, the more we see on polls, the more we see that Donald Trump has a shot. Yes. You know, he can be he can be reelected and especially if the things continue on the current trajectory which the Biden administration based on a recent Supreme Court ruling has shown that they have no intention of changing their approach at the southern border. They're just going to scream more money and not get it from Republicans. It's important to understand with the southern border, when Joe Biden says, I want to fix the problem, he doesn't want to stem the tide. He doesn't want to secure the border. He just wants to process people faster. Yeah, he says he wants more money to fix the problem. Yeah, he wants more money so he can get more judges and and more facilities so that they can process these people and get them into the United States faster. That is not what is going to fix this issue. No. No, they need to secure the border, and there is a perfectly good plan in place, laws in place, for declaring uh, for asylum, to be an asylum seeker. You're supposed to go to a port of entry and do that. Right. So he needs to secure the border and start enforcing laws as they are on the book. The thing that's crazy about that is the man who I would pick for my vote in this poll used the same laws that Biden has available to him now to shut down the border. It was pretty much done. There wasn't a lot of people crossing. And uh, that's Donald Trump. I think because Donald Trump can win and his his policies line up closer with mine than Nikki Haley's. I'm Donald Trump on this one. I'm not good at picking presidents, evidently, because in 2016, when all of the list of candidates started out before Donald Trump had done anything and you had a a list of like 103 people that were that were running for the Republican nomination or 17, it was one of the two. Right. Um, The guy who I really liked to be governor was Scott Walker. Mm -hmm. I, I really like Scott Walker. I like governors to become presidents because they've been doing presidential things. They have. They they they've just done it on a smaller scale. And I think some of our best presidents have been governors. I mean, I am a Reagan Republican. That's just who I am. And I thought Reagan did an amazing job at setting the bar, and he was so good at actually being able to work with people and getting stuff done. And I thought Scott Walker did that in Wisconsin in uh-huh. a in a Blue state for the most part, and Reardon talks about it all the time. I thought he did really well. Uh, I think DeSantis will be a great president. Yes. I think 28, he needs to run. He and Trump, I think, are going to heal, and we'll go from there. So, uh, obviously, I'm a Donald Trump guy moving forward. I'm I'm not a never Nikki. Right. But Nikki's, Nikki's not my person, and third party is just wasting your vote. Yeah. So where did everybody come down on this? So w- with 182 votes in— Wow. Um, yeah, I was impressed, too, because usually whenever we have a guest host, we're down a little bit. But that's that tracks right on where, where we usually are. That that lets me say thank you for for not tuning out <laughs> when Annie's um, not here. So see how good my eyesight is with uh, 182 votes still in. Uh, the lowest was I'm voting third party at 5 percent. Then just slightly above that at 9 percent was Nikki Haley. And Ooh. then the runaway favorite was Donald Trump at 86 percent. I think it's safe to say the Annie Fry show is uh, not big on Nikki. Uh, I, I just said, like I said earlier, I think Nikki's done. Uh, I was talking to the people in the kitchen earlier that I was telling you about. I'm, show me a path. 
Mm-hmm. Nikki doesn't have a path, right? I don't have yeah. a problem with Nikki. And here's the big thing. I think for Trump to win, he's going to need Nikki's supporters to put him yes. over the top. Yes. Because this is going to come. To, I mean, let's be honest, folks. The presidential election is really six states. That's it. Yeah. That's all that really matters, right? The rest of this stuff is just for show. Everybody else, we know we're California, New York, Texas, Missouri, Illinois. We know where they're going. That's not a question. Yeah. So it's really going to boil down to the fact of that handful of states that we wonder about with a Wisconsin, with a, a Minnesota, you know, winter, where are those people? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan, where are they going to be? Pennsylvania. That's really where it's going to come down to. And you've got so many people there that are Trump squishy. Right. (laughs) They are they are just not hard Trump. So you're going to need Nikki's people to put you over the top. Is he going to be able to heal that? We'll find out. I I know. Yeah. One of the things that I have just been stressing to anybody that can stress on online is, is you can't run a salty earth campaign against anybody who ran against you in the primary because 50 percent of your of Republicans isn't going to be enough to win the the general. You need 100 percent of Republicans. And then some independence. Hey, folks, I hate to tell you this, but at the end of the day, it's all about math. It's all about Annie Fry. She is back tomorrow. The full cast and crew is going to be here. My name is Mike Elam. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your Monday. And Mark Reardon is coming in next on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com.